We get down if the play calls for it, bud. We're here for business. That's right. We can close each other's eyes right now real fast. Then ain't nobody gonna make no money. This is Detective Crockett, Miami-Dade PD. We got him. No one has ever tread before where we are now. We're seeing their operations from the inside. Your agency cannot know how they do whatever it is they do. Take it to the limit one more time. You first come in the game and try play. Then you drop a couple of hits. Look how they wait to you. Boeing jets, global express. Out the country, but the blueberry still connect. Things get emotional, moves get messy. Moves get messy, and the wrong people die. Just to aim at you, probably aim at you. If I owe you, I'm blowing you to sleep. There's undercover, and then there's which way is up. You, know, you think I'm in so deep, I forgot? I never doubt you. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 159. Whoa. And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. And I'm the closest thing to a black guy you guys could find. Oh my God, it's true. You're shades closer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like halfway there. Well, I mean, at least we're not one of those people who, who said... I'm going to avoid the theater in respect for black people. I'm not even going to see it open that was weekend. So stupid. That's how woke I am. Uh. <laughs> on today's episode, we are going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching before our featured review of Black Panther from Ryan Coogler. My man. Gave up Creed 2 for this. Was it worth it? Pro- probably. Yeah. Probably. He's probably got like a 10-car garage There's, now. He has 200 million reasons why it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yes, thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. Stay away from Stitcher. Uninstall that, <laughs> mother. Yeah, it's a shitty app. Verticalviewing.com is our website. Click on the donate button. Help us offset the cost of doing the show, seeing movies, slicing off a piece of internet pie, sticking it in your ear every week. Sliding it in. Yeah. Oh my God. Patreon.com slash verticalviewing is where you can also support us. More on that later, though. It's tasty. You can email verticalviewing at gmail.com. Please talk to us. On Twitter, at verticalviewing. Hit us up there. Our theme song is by The Anti-Theory. It's dope. Go to Instagram, too, and uh, share our Shadowband account. Even though Well, it's... there is an account on Instagram, yeah. It's we... Shadowband. Yeah, so tell your friends to go to it. Otherwise, no one will ever see it. We can just it. restart the whole thing. Again? Get Shadowband a third time. Don't make us do this, folks. I mean, tell, maybe tell me how to use hashtags. I just don't know how to do it. Rick, Rick knows what's up. I, I don't. I don't it's kind feel of like uh, a cowboy. A, a movie co- podcast needs to have a big presence on Instagram. Well, I mean, Scott makes really cool stuff. The artwork that I make, that, those are good. Might work on there, but yeah. no one who sees that is going to go. I'm going to go out and download the show because <laughs> I saw this artwork that I don't even know what it's for. Just use use more specific hashtag hashtags. Not yeah. general. Okay. That's how you get shadow banned. You just keep... They think that I'm a bot. Well, it's shadow ban. I don't want to get into it, but that's when you're using inaccurate or gen- generic general Yeah, hashtags. and repeating the same. Yeah. yeah. So Instagram literally thinks that we're a bot. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Again. Well, I, Sorry, heard, guys. I heard you were speaking Russian earlier, so... Yeah, that's probably it. They really are afraid of that now. Red, we can get into the show. Yeah. You didn't watch anything. No, I mean, I've been watching mostly the Olympics. Why? Like hockey Why would you snowboarding watch the and skiing and curling and shooting 
and really obscure sports that like most of the time I don't even know exist. And then when the Olympics happen, it's like really into them. Yeah, winter sports are pretty irrelevant most can, of the time. You can right? watch like Olympic movies like Miracle or Itanya. Cool running. Miracle. Cool runnings. Um, or the interview. So somebody yeah. should make a movie about the Summit Series, I think. Oh, they have. It was on CBC. It was pretty good. No one outside of... Is there any good Canada like, cares Hollywood, about that. St- Hollywood hockey movies? Yes, Miracle, uh, Mystery Alaska. Yeah, oh, What's the one yeah, with, Mystery uh, Paul Alaska. Newman. Good Paul one. Newman is Slapshot. Slapshot. But I mean, Goon, one that like Goon? shoots. That's I've not heard, I haven't seen Goon Two, but somebody Goon Two is an abomination. Is, yeah. But is the hockey like? I want to see a movie like Mystery Alaska is good that shoots the hockey in a way that the it's Mighty cool. Ducks. Miracles is mean, the best yeah, one for that. They right? got they a knuckle. They got a knuckle puck in and that, they, and they do the flying V, and like they're you're on the ice with them. That's kind of cool. The the Mighty Ducks is probably the most realistic movie ever made. <laughs> you know, so right. How, how would you go down the ice in a V formation? Quack, quack. Do it, lay. Quack. You have to you quack. Have, quack. Like quack. You have to be like the, the centerman the in the middle. The centerman in the middle, so you can hit him right away, and then the wingers right behind him. And then the defenseman, and it's they, bad. They, it's they a bad face, strategy. They, they face off against Iceland, right? Iceland is always the enemy in sports films. Why, why are the bad guys they, always from Iceland? In, they're in just real life, Nordic. they're so neutral, right? And like friendly. They're that you can stone make enemies cold. Out of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These cool, guys I think are, cool runnings. Maybe they're the Swedish team. Who is the... It's got to be Germany. The villains. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where this is going, but... <laughs> yeah. The, so Olympics, the Olympics. The Olympics. That's all for me. We're cool. Yeah. And Red's watching them. All right. We Rick. you also you also saw the guns in Averone, but yeah. But we're gonna talk about that on an Navarone. upcoming episode when uh, Michael is feeling a yeah. little bit less swollen. Oh, poor guy. He hit the gym too hard. Yeah, we're gonna have to delay the mission to you know, the the boys on the island of Karos are gonna have to sit tight for another week. Yeah, we're gonna need a distraction. Yeah, or something. Rick, what's I going on? I saw a bunch on? of stuff. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to watch. You know how like Netflix has all these like movies that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, like hidden away that you don't see if you, unless you search for them. Yeah, and so I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to beat the algorithm. Oh, nice! I saw the Poker King starring Jack Black. Oh, yeah. oh, this is actually on my like recommended for some reason. Tell me about it. So it's pretty hilarious. Uh, a couple weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, right now, I lavished praise on the Wizards of Lies, and I know Scott saw it and talked about it last week. This hilariously has a very almost the same plot. It's a it's based on this real guy uh, who is like the Poco King of like uh, Pennsylvania. He was from like uh, like Eastern Europe or something. Had a thick accent, and he ran a Ponzi scheme. And it was the most ridiculous Ponzi scheme. He he just got people to invest. He guaranteed them like a twelve percent return, which is ridiculous. And obviously the thing fell apart. And he used it to fund his polka. <laughs> He was nominated for a Grammy. No way. And it's like, the movie is okay. It's directed by Maya Forbes, who is part of the Forbes family and directed um, uh, Infinitely Polar Bear a few years ago. And uh, Jack, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really digging Jack Black's sort of uh, renaissance lately. Uh, he really commits. Like, uh, if you guys saw like Bernie, where yeah, he, yeah. it's like the same thing. And like you you watch like clips of the real guy. It was uh, There was like a couple of documentaries based on based on this guy. And it's hilarious. And uh, 
Like, Jenny Slate as his wife is ridiculous. She's so good. And, like, Jason Schwartzman as his friend. What? I love Jason it, the mo- Like, as a movie, it's it's okay. But, like, J- Jack Black's performance and just all the comedians makes it, uh, you know, very watchable. Okay, I'm going to blame Adam Sandler here. But I, all of his trash has ruined Netflix in a way that I don't see any, com- like, any direct-to-Netflix comedies starring a big name comedian now i i don't trust like i saw poker king and it looked like some straight up adam sandler netflix shit but this this sounds like it's actually it's fun pretty good there's a documentary too right did yeah. you did you watch that no so it, at the end of the movie they kind of play clips of the real guy and i looked up some stuff on youtube and the real guy is just as ridiculous and it's hilarious because um he 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 legitimately felt bad that he like ruined these people's lives. He went to prison for five years and got out, and he he's like very like still very happy go lucky. So he d- he ran a Ponzi scheme without knowing he was what he was actually oh, no, doing. No. He knew, like oh, he got okay. this hilarious. He he got warned by the FBI because he, he explained to them what he was doing, and he's like, yeah, that's illegal. You got to stop. <laughs> <clears throat> And so he just did it under like another company. Well, it's sort of like how Bernie Madoff was like, "Yeah, I was going to turn myself in in a week, but Bef- right before you guys caught me, I was actually planning on turning myself in. I know what I'm doing." But the thing is, everyone loved him so much. So when he eventually got caught, like ten years later or something, the person asked the the original FBI agent, "Like, uh, hey, like, did you look up look at Lincoln?" And he was like, "Yeah, I looked into it." But um, he, uh, he said he wasn't going to do it anymore. And I interviewed everyone, and they just liked him so much that there was nothing to go on, right? Because nobody he, wanted to, yeah. Because like obviously prosecute. how a Ponzi scheme works is like you just keep paying people with new new money, right? And once one bad thing happens, then the whole thing falls apart. And you know what the bad thing that happened was? He was accused of fixing a uh, beauty pageant that his wife won, and people didn't want to be associated with him anymore, so they started taking money out, and that's how the whole thing crumbled. That was his like financial crisis. It's ridiculous. That's pretty good. So all pageant the- fixing. Yeah, so I was looking up all the crazy stuff that happened. I was like, oh, they clearly, like, you know, Pope compacted things. Pageant. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's like, a lot of it really happened in, like, in, in different ways, of course. But Where did you say this takes place? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. The Pennsylvania he was the Polka King of Pennsylvania. His, uh, his business was he would uh, bring back, sh- like, shitty souvenirs from his home country. I forget where the country was home. And sell it. And he got. This is how he people got people to invest into his gift shop. Is it Jack Black's accent believable? I mean, to me, it sounded ridiculous. But then you see clips of the real guy, and he sounds just like that. Oh my god! Oh my god! He like I don't want to watch this. He, yeah. he, he the guy, the real life guy, is so ridiculous. <laughs> so he's kind of like a Tommy Wiseau kind of dude. With yeah, his weird... name is Jan Werner, and then people kept asking like, "How do you say? It? Should I say Jan or Jan? Like, Whatever you want." Okay, he's like ambiguously. That's not you're like that's not helpful. Yeah, Mister. <laughs> he's just so he just so genial to other people. He just did, he was so he loved America. He loved that he got to do whatever he wanted in America. Just polka. Oh yeah. my god, polka music's kind of cool. I'll be honest. I mean, Weird Al is great. Oompa, polka. can't argue with that, right? Okay, that's on Netflix. You can check out Jack Black and the Polka King. You can watch it right now. Pretty dope. You also watched Miami Connection. Yeah, I watched a couple of uh, Miami movies. First, I saw Matt Michael Mann's masterpiece. Oh, Miami Vice. Miami Vice. This movie Deadly. is amazing. It holds up. It's better now. I've been obsessed with the movie for 10 years. It's moody. 
It's so self-serious. It's ridiculous. You like it more than Collateral? Oh, yeah. Oh, come I on. I mean, Collateral's a better film, but... But you like Miami Vice yeah, more. Yeah, so... Okay, I, all right. When this movie came out, I was obsessed with it, but then, like, a couple weeks ago, uh, on the Bill Simmons Podcast Network, they was they did it the re- on the rewatchables, and the, that... It made... I just... They were them talking about it. It was like, oh, my God. Yes, I need to watch this movie right now. And it's so good. Their tip was turn on the subtitles because you don't understand anything they're saying and then it, it's true and like, they're mentioning is that characters because of the, you, yeah. the audio quality or because like the movie is incomprehensible right it starts in the middle of a thing that ignores it and then they go to Cuba for like half an hour for no reason <laughs> yeah it's crazy the it's movie crazy. makes no sense makes but no it's, sense it's crazy but it's so good and like it's so stylish and um it just kind of like takes all these like cop tropes and like I guess it takes them to like the like the very end of the possibilities and like Colin Farrell. This was like this was right before he got clean, and this is uh, Jamie Foxx when right after he won the Oscar and was like the apparently the meanest person in the world. It's one of those movies where the making of is just. It, it, that makes the movie better, right? Like, there's oh. so many things working against it, and so much bullshit happening that the movie is so much more of an an amazing oddity. And it makes no sense because, like, it's a movie about uh, the, about Miami Vice, and has none of the hallmarks of Miami Vice. Even though it was written directed by the guy who made the original who created, series, yeah, he didn't create it, but he was the one who like like he's he he made it what it was right he directed like a shitload of episodes yeah he ran the show for like his first two years which when it was like a major hit and he just like eschewed all of that and made his own like like this was probably the height of michael mann's power right he made all these prestige films and then he just made this and it did okay it was very disappointing but like considering the his production problems there were like three hurricanes like he, he filmed in like the worst parts of the world where he had to hire like gang people to do security. Jamie Foxx just left at a certain point and like yeah, like Colin Farrell like was like just it was like he got this is the movie right after Wizzy got, got got clean on. He and says he doesn't remember anything like a single moment of shooting the film. He has Jamie the worst, Fox or Colin, Colin Farrell? Farrell. He has the worst, weirdest like dyed mullet. Yeah. They're like they're you can tell the both actors are not present in the movie. They're, they're not but, really. They're speaking their lines. Like and I have never not seen there. this. But the, never, the performances are great, though. Like it's good, man. Yeah, and like they're it's undercover so, cops. It's so hardcore. You know what their cover story is? They're go. They're go boat racers. Yeah, those like crazy, like tiny cigarette little boat? cigarette boat yeah. things that are just bouncing along. Yeah, and yeah. they hired Gong Lee, who's a fabulous actress. She speaks uh, English and Spanish, two languages she did not know. She had to learn her lines phonetically. And I remember when I... She's really good in it. Yeah. So when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh, I love Gong Lee, but they should not. Like, this is not good. <laughs> I watched it again. It is great. She's great. Yeah. Great, she, great shower sex scenes. Like, two or three shower sex the scenes. The scene where they just, like, start having sex in the limo. Necessary. Oh, man. They're it's, like... It's so weird because they're, like... If you look at Colin Farrell, who's trying to be, like, an American with this dyed mullet, and her, this very regal... It's so crazy. Like, mainland Chinese woman who's, like, doing business in Miami and, like, Central America. She's from Cuba in the movie. Like, them doing it makes no sense, like, like logically. But it's so great. <laughs> This is kind of like when you're playing GTA and yeah. all of the coolest cutscenes just literally randomly cut together. Because all just, in all, okay, about- now we're in a private jet and it's cool shots of us flying over the ocean. Now we're in a cool cigarette boat and now we're with like these hot chicks. And, and then now we're in like just, an awesome Lambo. I'm and just then- imagining rolled up like jacket. Yeah, no, no. that's <laughs> all I know. Uh, you know how like those all those like 
scenes in cop cop movies where they're like they're sitting at desk and they have to have exposition or like stuff that you have to get to in the middle of action scenes. There's none of that. Yeah, yeah. It's all cool, stylish stuff for no reason. It's the craziest movie ever, man. It's so good. I'm gonna watch it. Miami yeah. Vice. It's so good. You haven't watched Noah yet, have you? I ha- I have actually. You watched Noah? Yeah, I, I wasn't gonna talk about it because you've already talked about it. But uh, but why wouldn't you? T- this might be someone's first episode they've ever listened to. Okay, well, if you want my take on Noah, I can I can interrupt. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you should mention when you t- when you see cool things, right? Yeah, I, I didn't think it was that cool though. No, it's not, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> weren't the original animals like rock monsters or something? They're, uh, they're like angels. Angels are in this movie, but they're they're rock monsters because <laughs> they fell out of heaven and like melted. It's the completely earth. nuts. It's kind of yeah. like Miami Vice. Like I, the reason I go to Noah is because it's it's like a director's wet dream that is just this. Com- if you could do whatever you want, kind of a complete clusterfuck, you know. It's yeah. That it's like a blank check kind of thing where you give someone free reign to make whatever they want. Doesn't work. But yeah. anyways, the second Miami movie I watched was Miami Connection, and I, <laughs> yeah. this is barely a movie. I don't know what like. On background, this movie was made back in the '80s by this uh, YK Kim, this like yeah uh, martial arts guy. Yeah, and it was like a total vanity project. And then it just got like he made it like and kind of nothing ever happened. And then like someone saw randomly bought it on eBay, uh, and that person had a connection to like the Draft House and Draft House Films, and they resurrected it like a few years ago, and they gave it like a decent release and released it on like Blu-ray and stuff. <laughs> The movie is like there's like ninjas, uh, uh, a, a rock band, something about a guy's sister, right? Yeah, there's all this weird stuff. It doesn't. It takes place mostly in Orlando. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. What yeah. The fuck. <laughs> and like, there's. It's just so stitched together. I mean, this you people. YK Kim has the speaks the worst English. People might know this from the YouTube clip "Friends Forever." Oh my god, the, the two songs, the music is incredible. Those are legitimately good songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's all. It's all dubbed, right? The whole movie. No. Well, the the entire "Friends Forever" scene is dubbed. No, no, it's it's just bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What is it? Is, hey, man, is that your sister? Like all that shit is. Terrible! It's Kung Fury it is dubbed. It, it it is as bad as Kung Fury is good. Yeah, but it's you'll you'll watch it and then you'll forget about it. It's like stitched together. It's it looks great movie. though. It's not a real movie. Like some of the scenes that I've seen looked like they did all of it in ADR. Is that when they you go yeah. back and yeah. then they had people that speak English as a first language in the in the film, but doing the ADR they did not have someone. <sighs> okay, I. I'm gonna level with you. Like I didn't pay super close attention, but it's that 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 is not noticeable. Like okay. when after watching the movie, like the incomprehensibleness and the randomness is what took me apart. Like the stuff in the nightclub with the songs, anything in nightclubs were great, but it just like ninjas just show up. Fuck. And like yeah, it just takes place mostly in my just Orlando. Like ninjas. What else did ninjas do? And like I was inspired by because I I love the how how this how did this get made podcast and they talked about this movie all the time. Yeah, they did a whole episode on that one, right? It, honestly, the making of the movie is way more interesting than the actual movie. I kind of like the idea of resurrecting these things out of... Like, it looked really good. Yeah, and then giving them, like, a full Blu-ray release, theatrical release, and then... Yeah, I had, like, that grain, but, like, really, really nice looking. Like, they shot on location. 
but the idea of bringing a cult movie back that no one even knows exists almost, right? Not a movie that people have known about and yeah, oh, they can't really find it. it's a really odd choice. It's like, like the almost reason they create a cult hit out of thin air. The reason it happened is because the guy was just like randomly looking on eBay one night and he just liked the cover. Fuck. And he, he bought it on the spot for like 40 bucks or something. Is that how they got like hard ticket to Hawaii? Is that how that thing got super big? I don't, I don't know what that is. You guys aren't familiar with... Oh, that's a really good one. That's the one with the Frisbee. The guy, his name is Shades, and he has his Frisbees with razor blades on them, and he throws what? them at you and cuts your head off with That's Frisbees. not a real movie. Yeah, that it is. sick. It's crazy. I think there's um, there may be like a short doc or something about uh, uh, Miami Connection, now that I'm thinking about this. It has like to be very Vice, short. Vice might have made one or something. It has to be very back, short. Back when the draft house was doing this. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that. Something to sort of promote the, the Blu-ray. I dig it, man. Okay. What else, Rick? I saw Mom and Dad starring Nicolas Cage yeah. and directed by one of the, Brian Taylor, one of the co-directors of the Crank films. <laughs> it's a pretty insane movie. Mom and Dad. Yeah. Uh, Nicolas Cage and uh, some of our stars' parents. And there's a lot of subtext about parenthood, but basically something happens and uh, all the adults have an overwhelming urge to kill their children. Oh, man. And that's just the entire movie. Them trying to kill their children. It's not bad, but is it trying to say? Yeah, like yeah, okay. There's like there's there's some very non subtle commentary. Okay, isn't that? Uh, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> What's that movie from a few years ago? Cooties. Is that that Elijah Wood movie? Uh, whether that one's in a school, right? yeah, where they're teachers and the kids are killing them, and they're like they're they're killing all the kids. Because the kids are like zombie, like cooties are zombies. They're kids or something. Into like yeah. twenty eight days later. So it's it's basically like imagine if the teachers at their school were like all of the children took over and infected and shit. No good. You didn't see it. This I, these are these are not real movies, right? <laughs> this is a no, real I movie. Have, I have seen that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not <laughs> mom and dad. Not mom and dad. Is it any good? This I saw the poster at the Rio for this one. I, I I didn't like it. It's fine. I mean, if you if you want to see uh, Nicolas Cage and Samuel Bear trying to kill their kids, it's very watchable. Fuck that. What kind of a Nicolas Cage performance are we getting? Like, give, can you give can you give uh, a a film of his that is his nearest? It's it's because his actions are somewhat justified. It's I feel like it's a little bit of a letdown because he's he's crazy, but so are all the parents, right? Okay. Is it like, it's not quite bees, right? Like, it's not Wickerman? Oh, no, no. Nothing. Isn't it, Nothing will is ever it, know. Is it like, is it, uh, what's the motorcycle one? Uh, Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider? Two? It, I would say in between Ghost Rider 1 and Ghost Rider 2. <laughs> nice. Okay. Like, Ghost Rider 1 is pretty straightforward, good, right? Good, and yeah, Ghost Rider yeah. 2 is like bonkers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the name of the movie, but the one where he's standing in front of the window... And he's going like, one, two, three, four, five. He's just counting. No, he's doing A, B, C, E, F, G. He's doing the alphabet and freaking out. And I don't I don't know what the movie's called. It, it's definitely one of the memes where his hair is all slicked back and he's got the whites of his eyes showing. Bangkok Dangerous? It, no, that's a crazy one, though. There, there, I feel like there's a scale of Nicolas Cage of memes and it's just his facial expression, you know, Resting all the way up to going to like maybe face off. Um, you know, we're going to take his face off, right? One of the best title movies ever. <laughs> what else you got? 
That's it. That's it. I watched a few things. What have you watched? Nothing in depth. I'm watching Atlanta. So good. Three or four episodes in. It's Donald Glover's show. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I love it. It's shot with these old vintage lenses, so the show looks really crazy. It looks has this sort of washed out. It's beautiful. The, the, the look of the show is really unique because it looks like it's old school. It's weird. It's weird. But the show's awesome, hilarious, realistic, funny. I would, I would, I'm not sure about realistic. Yeah, maybe is, not realistic. Is realistic. Love or good? It's depicting like poverty in Atlanta, but then there's also some weird shit like this guy, like, motherfucker, you need to eat this sandwich. And it's like this Nutella sandwich that the guy makes on the bus. He's like, no, dude, I'm, there's good. Like, I'm good, dude. There's like I'm magical good. realism in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I mean, you mentioned that Justin Bieber is black I in was, the show. When I first saw that, I was so confused. That is the funniest thing. I remember seeing the headlines for that, and th- there's like the invisible car yeah, and stuff. That is a great payoff. Okay, so magical realism is an interesting thing. <laughs> you you drop, drop that in there. Yeah. <laughs> It, there's the, the show does not prepare you for it at all. No, it's just he is black in in the universe of the show. Yeah, Justin Bieber is an a black guy. car, and there's like other like random supernatural stuff. And you're just Atlanta's oh, it's kind of is cool. cool is amazing, dude. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not done the show, but I I'm getting ready for season two. Yeah, I'm so stoked. Uh, I think on March first. Do you know how he, did, he what he compared season two? <laughs> Yeah, he's called he's called Robin Season. Yeah, but he his inspiration was uh, Tiny Toons. Uh, I guess they made like a mini movie that was like cut up to three episodes. Oh yeah, I remember that. That yeah. was called the How I Spent My Summer yeah, Vacation. Yeah. That's what it is. He, like when he was interviewed what? about the second season, he was like, "Oh, I took a lot of inspiration from Fuck. Tiny Toons." Yeah, that sounds like some just joke that he can get headlines. So apparently, the second season is like the first season is pretty like individual, right? Each and like it kind of comes together. But apparently the second one is like much more of a single, yeah, and then narrative. But then like each part kind of works on its own, and then it comes together. I don't know. Okay, I don't know why it's called Robin's. It's reason, yeah, probably because it is. Yeah, like you said, one big heist. Maybe they're planning. There's nothing else like it. On the guy is so crazy talented. It's awesome. I also watched Blade. We watched the end of that. Yeah. I mean, so 90s. It's so 90s, but it also really holds up. The script is like pretty slick and tight and lean. I like the score. Yeah, I mean, like that 90s club music. Club yeah. electronica. You got that super like fast beats. Blood rave song. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it it, it holds Dorf's up work. for a 90s movie. You can do much worse. And it's amazing to think that Blade came out before The Matrix before i mean one year before but i mean it before the look look is very similar to matrix too yeah it kind of set the tone for vampire movies that are still coming out now i think when it's a superhero movie like that people forget about too yeah it was based on a on a marvel is it a marvel character it is right yeah yeah, yeah. so it was like this uh x-men and spider-man that just kind of like kind of started the wave that we're like currently in but i mean think about think about what blade represents right It, it is is a African American superhero film that is R rated that came out twenty fucking years ago, and then we're only coming around now to making more movies like that. It's also, I a, mean, it's also Black comic, Panther's not R rated, but it's a comic book that no one ever heard of that was successful, right? And I think like how many of those do we have now, right? D- does 
does Blade owe anything to Spawn? Which came out a year before it? Well, I'm, I'm guessing really. Todd, I'm, I'm not sure, but maybe Todd McFarlane was inspired to create Spawn partially by Blade. It's certainly a hell of a lot better. Oh, the movie is Film-wise, yeah. Blade is significantly better than Spawn. Spawn is a terrible movie. Rick would disagree. No, no. As a, it was my favorite movie as a kid, but it's not good. <laughs> yeah, like, watching it now is no, hard. Yeah, no. I do not like a lot of the same. No. I lo- John Leguizamo. <laughs> he, he's great in the movie. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, but he's unrecognizable. Eh? When I didn't even know that was him for yeah, years. As the he, violator he, he, he or whatever. Pulled, he, yeah, as the, as clown the clown and violator. Yeah, that's a crazy movie too. I was thinking of watching that. I was I wanted to build a decent watch list of of black superhero movies. I mean, there's not a lot to choose from as no. you would can imagine. There's uh, blank, blank Man, Blank Man and Shaq Steel. You know, scraping the bottom of the barrel watch if you the, want anything good. Watch that Netflix series. Yeah. Meteor Man? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can watch you can basically watch Luke Cage if that counts as I like guess he's one of the oldest yeah, original yeah, Power Man. Mm, I also watched the director's cut of Troy. This this is a serious guilty pleasure, guys. Hmm. It's three hours and sixteen minutes. Oh wow! wow. I did not realize that. How, how, it took me three sits to to, how, to complete it. How long is the theatrical cut? Two hours and forty five. So they added thirty minutes onto Jeez. it, and the thirty minutes they added are significant. They extended battle scenes. The battle scenes in this movie are awesome. The blood is like just chunks splattering everywhere. It's really good. They put a bunch of really horrific shit towards the end with the sacking of Troy with like babies getting thrown around and shit. But the, the director's cut is hardcore. It doesn't fuck around. But Troy is is not a good movie. Whatever happened to Wolfgang Peterson? Nothing. He made that Poseidon adventure oh, yeah. remake. Uh, and I think that was it. I think he's done. But I mean, this is the guy who did stuff like Air Force One and Oh, Air Force One was great. In the Line of Fire, and I mean, he he did do some Das Boot. This oh, guy, that's right. This guy knows what's up. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of Troy because it stars Brad Pitt, probably at the prime of his career, wearing a meat suit, like maybe his most handsome, wearing a meat suit, but also at the prime of just not giving a fuck, perhaps. Because he doesn't, he pulls the Kevin Costner Robin Hood move, oh, which not is not even trying, not even trying for an accent. And I know British, <laughs> like I, they didn't speak with British accents in ancient Greece. They also didn't speak English, right? Yeah. So, but that's just what feels right. It's just for some reason you got to have a British accent if we're doing a sword and sandals thing. The uh, what's that one called? The uh, is it transcontinental? Like the what accent, does that sound like? Well, it's like the what the accent from old Hollywood movies. Oh, it's no. not a British accent, but they all talk a little bit like. Okay, uh, it's not a real voice. That would work for Troy. This is like a classic old school epic, man. And they built all those city walls in real life, and everything is massive. And like the Trojan horse thing, and like the story of the Iliad and Homer's Odyssey. It's pretty good. Uh, but then, yeah, the director's cut is insane. You got Orlando Bloom being a complete tool shed. You know, like, the like blood has been spilled this night, and you die before your sword hit the ground, and that kind of crap. But you got Eric Bana being kick-ass. Peter O'Toole. The cast is stacked. Troy isn't good, but the director's cut is a masterpiece. 
it is for some reason so rewatchable for me. I I can't explain it. Um, it came out a year before Kingdom of Heaven, which has a really good director's cut. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one. And that but, is a movie that I would is good, and I would yeah, I would always pick Troy. I will always pick Troy over maybe any other. What, what Gladiator? I might pick Troy over Gladiator too because it's it's not better. But for some reason, well, Troy was like a bit of a ripoff of Gladiator, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it, it, uh, these movies were all greenlit in the shadow of yeah. Gladiator. So you have Alexander from Oliver Stone, <laughs> oh, yeah, which was a disaster. And I think Oliver Stone has gone back three or maybe yeah. even four times to release different cuts of uh, that I bl- movie. I believe it's one of the rare times where the quote-unquote director's cut is shorter than shorter the, the, than the yeah and then he did like the definitive and then the ext- there's all sorts of bullshit talk when we, earlier we talked about colin farrell movies where the making of is more in- interesting than the actual movie that is one yeah yeah that one is fucked yeah these sword and sandal epics were in the mid 2000s very trendy were all over the place and troy is my favorite because it is so trashy and smutty and I mean, anyone, honest to God, anyone who likes Game of Thrones would dig Troy. I'm not, I mean, not to diss Game of Thrones. I've done it many times. But this is just the same kind of trashy, bloody, high fantasy. Without dragons. Without dra- Yeah, it's, it's good, man. There's no dragons or magic. And I think the only version available on Blu-ray is the director's cut. So it's all you got. Getting your money's worth. They put some Planet of the Apes music into it and stuff. It's cool, man. It's cool. Uh, is that all? I guess that's it. Nope. Can, can I have one last thing? can go to Wakanda now. I just saw a movie. Yeah. Starring almost entirely an African cast. Okay. Directed by Ryan Coogler. Starring Michael B. Jordan. Okay. As a talented but raw fighter. Ooh. Whose important father died when he was young. He's made it his lifelong mission to avenge his death and inherit his rightful legacy. Halfway through the, the film's thrilling fight, he defeats his opponent to claim his rightful place. But enough about Creed. Let's go to Wakanda for a Black Panther. Oh, bam, 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 bam. Boom goes the dynamite. plans to sell the vibranium to an American buyer in South Korea tomorrow night. Kro has escaped our pursuits for almost 30 years. Not capturing him is perhaps my father's greatest regret. I wish to bring Kro back here to stand trial. Wakanda does not need a warrior right now. We need a king. My parents were killed when he attacked. Not a day goes by when I do not think about what Claw took from us. From me? It's too great an opportunity to pass. Take me with you. We'll take him down together, side by side. They need you here, protecting the border. Then I ask, do you kill him where he stands? 
or you bring him back to us. You have my word. I will bring him back. So that was a clip from Black Panther. T'Challa, after the death of his father, the king of Wakanda, returns home to the isolated, technologically advanced African nation to succeed the throne and take his rightful place as king. Hmm. Straight up, it has the same plot as Thor, right? It kind of does. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Black Panther is written and directed by Ryan Coogler. And it stars Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Guerrera, Martin Freeman, Daniel Kaluuya, Letitia Wright. Let me sum that up for you. Andy Serkis. A bunch and of African-American and British African actors and two white guys. They are the Tolkien white guys yeah. I yeah. saw on, on Twitter. They have no story of their own. They only serve the, to move the people of color's uh, story forward. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's reverse. It's, it is a reversal. Yeah. yeah. And I, I will say that Andy Serkis is swole as fuck He's now. really like, big. How, how much fun was he having? It was like, when's the last time he did a non like uh, cool. He's camera? cool as yeah. fuck. Right? Yeah, I bet he's a lot of fun to hang out with. He probably drinks like a fish. Like, you know Captain Haddock? The director of Breathe. Like I'd he, like to go to a braai with him. He's, he's Captain Haddock, you know, in real life, basically. <laughs> uh, okay, so Black Panther has arrived. Yeah, finally. First question. It only took 18 films. Yes. What What is your question? Okay, so T'Chaka. Mm-hmm. Son is T'Challa. Mm-hmm. So K L is T'Challa's son going to be T'Chama? I don't. Know that is your it, question. I don't know if they that use stupid. I don't know if Anyways. they use the alphabet that way. Right. I don't. I don't know what you just said, but I'm going to assume it's racist because you're white. <laughs> yeah. You have this whole review will be tiptoeing on eggshells, right? Or just like bull in a china shop making mistakes. We don't know what putting, we're doing. Putting feet in. I, I don't know how and... the Wakandan alphabet works. Okay. No. Oh, don't. fair enough. Damn it. Yeah. Ah, oh, colonizer. I don't. I don't know if there are different pronunciations with those things in your lips. I think they were trying to get Trump to comment on the situation in Wakanda oh, or something, right? I, I think somebody it, asked. Yeah, yeah. They were like, if uh, you, one journalist was trying to get anyone to ask to see if he would fake it. Yeah, which if he knew it wasn't a country. Brilliant move. So here we are, Red. What did you think of Black Panther? There was a lot of hype around this movie. I don't know if you knew that. A um, lot of hype and. So expectations were pretty high, and I liked it. Racist. I'm not. I don't know if it's as great as the uh, Get Out. No, Get Out. Get Out is a better movie. Yeah, it is a better. Um, I'm not gonna argue that. It was incredible. (laughs) Um, This one was was cool. I really liked the action. I liked the characters. Um, I heard there were some missed opportunities for some stuff behind the scenes here, like. uh, there was one scene that had some of the uh, female characters flirting with each other uh, in pre-production. But that then seemed they, interesting, they, right? They took that out. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you t- take that out. It's so easy. Just, to just like they like, took uh, Tessa Thompson's bisexuality out of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. What, what's, yeah. The, what's the deal, guys? Like, are you like wimpy ass filmmakers? It's Disney. Yeah. They're pussies. But no, the movie, I like the music a lot. Michael B. Jordan was really good. I'm not sure that I rank him as highly in my list of Marvel villains as you do. 
He's the um, only one. <laughs> that That's more of a comment on how bad yeah, yeah, I, the villains really are. That's fair enough. I rooted for him. When's the last time you rooted for Marvel? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I I, only really cared about this movie, frankly, it's, when he was on screen. It's Killmonger, uh, it's Loki, it's Vulture, and then no one else. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, This one was really interesting because I, I was really interested in, in Killmonger's arc. Oh, like, so good. Because, like, like you're saying, like you you are kind of rooting for him, but it, it's not clear how that's going to resolve itself with, you know, Wakanda and and what the sort of politics. I mean, are it's really kind of his story, right? Like, it's yeah. And it, it, the prologue is all about him, and he's a sympathetic villain. I think probably the most sympathetic villain we've had so far. Yeah, well set up character. Um, yeah, I really like Tell us what you really think. No, I mean, I I would say I like hated this the movie around... because it started an inferior race of people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why there wasn't more white people in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and like all the women fighting, what was that about? And you just hated the idea of this black country being so rich, you just couldn't handle it. Mm. Um, you, you saw Wakanda and was like, those those re- natural resources belong to us. <laughs> Yeah, they should just like be. the rest of Africa. Those belong to Great Britain. Oh man, I mean that. There's a cool movie there. Uh, I don't know. I don't believe those things. But what I do think is this movie is probably, in my opinion, I'm going to put it on the shelf uh, next to Wonder Woman. I think. It's I think it's be, a, that's a decent comparison. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it, Wonder Woman might be a, also a little di- better. Uh, also disappointing uh, final act, I would or action scene for this. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say uh, the action is disappointing almost throughout. Aside from a really cool the car chase, car chase. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's really cool. Like I really loved Soul in this movie. Soul looked really cool. Um, I liked how this movie took place entirely almost in Africa, and then one thing in uh, Korea. Yeah, just to get fifty million people to go to the theater and watch it. <laughs> Yeah, but at least they didn't pick Shameless. like Korea is pretty cool. Uh, they at least they didn't pick like Hong Kong, which is like a Doctor Strange already did that, or yeah. even New York. They do oh, like yeah. to have convenient or L.A. I guess there are se- there are scenes in L.A., but but that is the perfect setting for for Black Panther to show off what he can do. Right when he's fighting like in the field with the Wakandans, it's just kind of underwhelming. He's not a really powerful hero. He's just a really good fighter. And he's got great reflexes, like a cat. And he's a bit of a James Bond type oh, yeah. character too, right? Tons like of James Bond stuff. Uh, what's her name? Shuri. Shuri. Yeah, Shuri. Shuri. She's like Q. Oh, she's totally literally. Q. She's just straight up Q. Like but yeah. funnier and every time she smiled, like it just adorable. lit up the screen. Adorable. And I, I think that the the tech of Wakanda's my fully, favorite fully thing. realized. Yeah, and and that VR remote controlled tech that they have where they're able to They've all got bracelets. I have one question needs. about that though. Where, where they... they're able to sit in vehicles and remote like use them remotely? How how are they sitting cuz that's all virtual and then when the their car, vehicles get destroyed they fall. They fall. Yeah. So what were they sitting on? But it's like are those like iron filings? They're in like a sandbox and it like rises up. Right? I think that's what's going on. Yeah. I love oh. all that. That the end credits are in the that weird sand black sand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. It's pretty dope, man. It was that was a really cool way to uh she when she's like, I'm married to Medican. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. My accent's offensive. I'm not gonna do it anymore. Rick, save us. As a person of color. Yeah. What did you think of Black Panther. This movie was great. This movie like I agree with uh, all those criticisms as well mostly. It's so joyous, so energetic. You know, I had a smile. I had a smile the entire time, and it's just you get to see so much of you know what you don't get to see, right? 
uh, obviously Wakanda doesn't exist, but there's like taking all these elements of African culture and remixing them and mashing them up within the context of Marvel movie and superheroes. What I also love most about this is like by far like the most standalone movie, right? You could not watch any of the 17 previous movies. Uh, there are a few flashbacks to Civil War, which are just, but they're all about Black Panther and his what happened to his dad and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. The like the music uh, produced by Kendrick Lamar is great. So well integrated yeah. in the movie. The album that came out with the movie is pretty good. Oh, so yeah. good. Yeah. All the Afrofuturism stuff. Like what I love about it is it it builds its own universe within another universe. Right. Like I could watch. Um, a bajillion more movies just about Wakanda without the Black Panther, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a Black Panther movie fan. Like, I want to watch more Black Panther movies. I, yeah. I like what they are, I guess. And, like, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Incredible. Yeah, man. This Like, I love how specific his character is, right? Like, he speaks, kind of like Ryan Coogler really speaks, like, very intelligent, but he speaks, like, very plainly and he has a very like thick like uh, american like southern california like style of dialect right and he's just so angry and fiery and all those motivations are um maybe not justified but you understand them right and this film is so political if you know anything about um just like african-american history uh, in general it comments on all these things and how about wakanda is an isolationist country and about like they have succeeded and 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 uh you know really gone far in advance at the but also seeing other black people suffer throughout the world yeah by cutting themselves off from other other black pe- other africans even even within the their own continent and all like the weird mystical stuff with uh, the flowers and their traditions about yeah, like the, the other planes yeah the other like dream dream sequence sort of planes and like the sequences where they're like get buried so, so they can have those uh, to me that's really interesting because like maybe their culture didn't diverge between philosophy and medicine like ours did and so maybe that's a byproduct of their advanced technologies like it they're actually I just, there's just so much going on and it's so successful in you know combining all these elements right the stakes are pretty low it's just everything affects wakanda there's no like mass cgi fest at the end like typically these movies there's no like oh there's a macguffin there's an infinity stone da, 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 da. Yeah. like it's very of its own and it it's works the throne yeah it's like shakespearean and like they're no really like except for you know when uh the one sequence there's not really guns it's all like spears spears and stuff and like hand to hands um all the technology is like really fully realized and explains um i think like Ryan Coogler is such a gifted filmmaker. Like um, Fruitvale was incredible. Uh, I love Creed. That's I think it's one of the greatest like studio movies in the last few years. This guy is so talented. The way he's able to thoughtfully bring together all these elements that have there's so much going on, but through popular entertainment, right? Like he makes movies that hit you hard in conventional ways, but they say so much about society, right? He's clearly very much in roots and sort of touching all these African identity and cultural cultural touchstones. Yeah, yeah. He's a perfect choice. For- oh, I was so excited. You know, it, it, there was there was rumors that Ava DuVernay might direct this, and then uh, he got on board, and I was just so excited. Um, you know, it, I'm I'm most excited for what this guy's going to do next, right? He's going to continue working with Michael B. Jordan, obviously, right? That's his. Oh yeah, that's his boy. It's the new uh, De Niro, Scorsese. Yeah. yeah. So a little side note, you mentioned Afrofuturism. If anybody's interested in that, a little uh, it 
episode of uh, This American Life worth listening to, 623, We're in the Future. Yeah, that's what I want. Uh, African culture explained to me by the whitest podcast ever. <laughs> Thanks for that, Red. <laughs> this American Life. Thanks for shaming <laughs> my attempt at helping people understand something. Maybe I'll learn about black culture from Mr. Rogers. Too. No, you, well, you should just listen to the Left Field album. Neil Rhythm the, and Stealth. The, the, the art, I mean, the episode is by a black guy. I'm, I'm joking. Okay. Rick's a sassy guy. I'm a very sassy guy. You got to watch out for that, man. Oh, I always forget. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of this movie, not a giant fan. I feel like 18 films in have really done a number on me. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm shaming Marvel here. This is a, this is overdue. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a I'm a stupid, brainless white guy. You guys should have made this movie seven years ago, but <clears throat> shouldn't have taken this long to understand. And and with with fast, happened with 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 multicultural casts really hitting it big at the box office. It's like a no brainer. Like when you had things like the Furious franchise getting big because of how multicultural the cast is. It does well in numerous markets mm-hmm. uh it, it just feels like so it's such an obvious thing so and why I are they wish... making these choices on tv like with with luke cage and jessica jones but not less of a risk i don't theaters. know i don't know but i wish we had gotten this film ages ago when i wasn't as fatigued with the marvel formula as i am now because i do see through some of the, the it's it's the typical ingredients are here and and they're being used to good effect but it's it is still a marvel movie yeah we've got comic book fatigue and uh, rick we were saying on the break there's there's no sequence that rivals that single take boxing scene in creed in in black panther so the action was a little bit disappointing right i, I think the car chase was great it is it uh, is the one take casino scene was fine that's a sky fall that's a total sky fall yeah. rip off right that whole ch- uh, chinese looking or it's it's that asian inspired casino but it's really gold like the light lighting is yeah, yeah. bronze and gold it was just a deacon's kind of rip off joint but i think that has to do with like um clearly Kugler cares more about character and action as a byproduct of character, right? And so he spent clearly some of his time on the smaller sequences mm-hmm. of action, like the fighting and like the character interactions. And you know, there's not a heck of a lot of action in the movie at all, really. And I didn't mind that because yeah, no, I was more interested in the politics of Wakanda and the implications of their technology being used outside of the country. I, I wanted more of the intrigue of that rather than like i really like the rhinos with the that's armor. okay i guess yeah but, but I, the last fight is is kind of standard it it doesn't really feel motivated because we're just bringing all these these tribes back in that we've kind of set up that i didn't really understand how they all fit together properly they briefly mention at the beginning right yeah like, that, like five tribes in wakanda yeah that stuff works i guess i love it was the a, opening animation sequence really cool right yeah. that's all in that black sand stuff too it's it, that's awesome but i felt like the politics got a bit messy and just like in real life yeah yeah i didn't know who was fighting who in the last act particularly right i it's i the, I, the, I, the women fighting the men yeah yeah Oh, how great were the, all the female roles? Oh, man, that's kind of what... 
too too badass. Pretty essential to the the plot. Yeah, but not to take anything away from why we're here, Black Panther. But Chadwick Boseman, not a particularly great performance here, and not a very compelling character. I really, at least in this in this film, I think he's fine. I mean, I'm not sure what else he could have done. But everybody else in the movie is so much more interesting. I mean, I was I gotta be honest. When one of the characters gets bumped off early on, and this is one of the white characters, can take your pick there. I was really pissed because because as he, a white man, you no. <laughs> how no, dare you? Right? You, we're, we're removing. You thought it was illogical that a person of color could defeat a white person, <laughs> but we're that would rem- never happen. We were removing life. one of the more interesting characters. You, you literally know how we feel every single every day, single every time, movie, every time. Yeah, the first to go always. It's perfect, and I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with that choice. But it more, it says more about how kind of dull. Black Panther really was compared to all of the other side characters, which were so much more interesting. Well, I, that I, I care way more about one of the dump, one of the villains who just gets shot, you know, almost off screen. I mean, commonly the the best considered the best like comic book superhero movies is well, the ones with the best villains, and typically the heroes in that aren't. They have to just kind of like ground things that are happening to them, right? Um, I thought Christian Bale was great in the Batman movies, but I mean, around Heath Ledger. That's actually a good comparison. I mean, he's do- like as someone like I used to act. Like it's sometimes the person doing the- you think doing the least, he has to do the most because he has to give way to all these bigger performances, right? But you said yourself you're rooting for Michael B. Jordan's character. I-, I didn't even want <laughs> T'Challa to 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 gain the throne. I honestly wanted him to 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 lose for some reason. I didn't. I didn't care. I wasn't rooting for him at all. Yeah, yeah there's some like kind the of Thor wimpy. syndrome. Like he's this nice, handsome. You don't want him to king. succeed. It's yeah, totally uninteresting for for his character to get exactly what he has always been destined for. Like it's just completely obvious yeah, and not interesting. He's, he's like the the nice boyfriend in a romantic comedy. Yeah. He's gonna get cheated on, even though he he's fine. Well, and then he loses his powers. We know they're coming back, right? All these things are. Are, are it's kind of, there's kind of a major flaw in this plot, right? Like, oh, I'm, of course, the, the, all these plots are very flawed. But Michael B. Jordan is so good, and his villain character Killmonger although, is amazing. I, I thought I feel bad for the actress who played his girlfriend. She has one line. Do you guys remember what it was? No. I'm going on my coffee break, and I, she doesn't speak nice. the entire. Rest very of the nice movie. of you to. Uh, to remember that and to bring it up, and I don't think like, she even has a name in the movie. She she she's glad you yeah. mentioned. I, I feel bad. <laughs> she's like an extra, basically. Um, she's pretty essential to. I mean, that small part in the plot. Did this, so the prologue for this even before the 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 studio logo start rolling like is all in, in in 1992 in South Central Los Angeles. Oh. Which, I like how they didn't give the time frame away. But it that. is during the Rodney King riots. Yeah. Although, which that, is a nice little before, touch. And, but that happened in LA. This was in Oakland. So, oh, But it's during that time. I think well, but they're covering some riots on the news, right? They're they're cutting to some TV coverage. Oh, uh, well, Scott, the 90s, have, there was a lot of racist stuff happening in Southern California. I think so. it did say 92. Pretty what? sure it did. Racism... 
Yeah. It happened? It happened. I think it was all of that time. He has like once? a public enemy poster. It's just like hearkening to all those issues that were happening in the black community. But I want to see a whole movie in South Central about Killmonger. Oh, yeah. Growing up and being this. Like having a glow in the dark lip tattoo. And secretly being this son of Wakanda that's hidden away. But all that stuff really works for his motivations. in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, man. Yeah, getting all those scars. How did he get the name Killmonger? Man. Mongering all those He's kills. Awesome. He's awesome. Oh, do you guys recognize the kid at the very end in Oakland? No. Like the, the young Michael B. Jordan? No, no. At the very end of the movie. You know when? Oh, when they go back? Yeah, it no. was the it was Alex Hibbert from Moonlight. Oh, okay. Yeah, the main kid from literally the, the first part. I feel bad if you're a notable black actor and you weren't in this movie. Yeah, everyone got a part, right? Yeah. It was just like an open invite. It's like Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, Sterling Kate Brown. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a question for you guys about Wakanda, though. If if it's so advanced, then and they're so you know superior technologically, they're so far advanced why are they still deciding the throne with like a battle to the death with a ritualistic spear fight in a waterfall so that's like the dichotomy right they're the super advanced they were untouched by colonization yet they're still like a uh hierarchical uh, monarchy right makes no sense it's kind of ridiculous i I mean it's like part of afrofuturism how like what what could have people accomplished, black people accomplished, had uh, white people not interfered in their history, right? Um, it's a jumping off point. But it's, it's, it looks like there are poor people in Wakanda, right? No. No? Everybody is totally, like, it's like Star Trek? It's like Sweden or Denmark. It's like, it's a, everyone's just doing well. Yeah. We share the wealth. We spread it around yeah. equally. We have all, so it's much. A, it's Sweden a, also has it's a, like a... I think it's a very right-wing place, right? Like, they're very conservative. They don't... They're like super xenophobic. Yeah, the the plant, like the the plant canopy forever. You can't even get through it. You think it's trees. You know what? They're almost like they're almost like a very nationalistic and yet sort of socialist group at the same time. That's very interesting. That's an interesting way to (laughs) dissect complicated politics into simple terms. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's far from a perfect society, right? And I think, I think they you guys should... really get into the weeds. Can we? Did no. you guys talk so much about Asgardian like politics? Well, I think let's put it this way: they do address in, this. In though Wakanda felt like a place that people actually lived in, but they do. Address Asgard this. looks so sterile and like no, no one, no one lives there. That's a fake. No. That's a fake place. Thor Ragnarok. There was no one there. No, I mean, it was like Thor... fifty people in the whole city. At least Thor Ragnarok had its personality as opposed to like the first one in Thor- Dark World. But it's so sterile. This movie, yeah, no, you're right. It doesn't feel lived in at all. No, you, there's like no grocery stores or anything. Like Wakanda felt like a place where people lived, right? They yeah, had totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. This kind of did, but there's enough people in it. It feels populated. But I thought, yeah, the- those overhead shots where you see villages and stuff and people doing things and like, like all those, all those uh, costuming, which is incredible, is like fake, right? It's an. Um, um, amalgamation of different things but it felt like oh this this in theory this is a real place with its own traditions and culture yeah that their clothes were unique because they had the vibranium woven into the threads right and like if you research it it's it's influenced by like real african stuff but also like other like eastern stuff from like uh china and things like that and like samurai culture is it supposed to be do like do we know where wakanda is supposed to be in africa it's close to nigeria right it looks it's like in the middle central yeah yeah Central. They show it on maps. East. Okay. 
Yeah. When that black sand map thing at the beginning showed the dome or whatever. I believe in, was it in the Incredible Hulk or Iron Man 2 in the background? They, there's like a thing where Wakanda is. Oh, really? Yeah. So they've been like, setting this up for years. Because it's like uh, p- people of interest, right? And you have like typical ones and stuff. And then there's one right in the middle of Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it is cool how we've been to Wakanda before, but it really wasn't. I think in uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, they go to Wakanda. What they no, no, they what go to, they think is Wakanda. It's like South Africa for with uh, Claw, right? Yeah, but I uh, isn't it like a a fake sort of play? like no one's been there, and and if they have, it's sort of like a a ruse, like. There's almost like a stand-in, like a charlatan version of Wakanda that everybody's been to. I've, I don't think I don't they go to Wakanda. No, no, because no, they go they go to meet Claw, right? That's where. Uh, yeah, and that was like weird tanker ships South in the mud, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that was in Wakanda. It's Joburg, I guess. Yeah, I, think I it was guess South Africa. Yeah, I I thought the best part of this movie though was all of that political stuff and they didn't flesh it out nearly as much as I wanted them to where where uh what do we do as a society do we share our technology with the world do we do we help everyone else in need um and and do we do that like in a responsible way how do we do that without causing further violence all those questions are really I felt amazing was- and it's like almost like a, a Lord of the Rings kind of thing where you have a council and we didn't get nearly enough of the politics that I think it's funny that you said we you needed one more of that because that council stuff reminded me of like the Star Wars prequels and I was obviously those had way too much political stuff that didn't make sense and I felt like this was just enough of it especially personified in the Killmonger character like I don't know how much more you wanted them to talk about I politics. agree with you I don't I don't really think I want much more Like the movie could be more political in its like expression of plot and action but like just talking it's pretty do we be isolationist or not we sat here while our other people were suffering oh now we have spas over the world we're going to send them these weapons like I thought it was pretty I certainly care about that more than than T'Challa and him losing his powers and gaining them again and losing them again. And like this, the arc that he goes through is so cliched and, and standard and, and boilerplate, right? It it is the exact same thing you said. It's Thor losing his superpower and then having to prove himself without those superhuman abilities. And then in turn, earning them back right that's literally the plot of thor and kind of this to some degree well i mean he purposely deep out for those ritual battles right yeah yeah it's that's really part a, of their culture yeah yeah it's like spider-man losing his iron man suit but uh, i mean i guess we can get into spoilers in, in this case killmonger destroys the crop of the blue flower basically I'm it's, burn it all it, yeah, it's it's from shit. yeah it's from uh the dark knight right it's it's that the scarecrow money. no it's that scarecrow flower that he climbs to the top of the the one that raz al ghul oh yeah Tibet. that weird little tibetan flower yeah it's the same thing but that stuff gets all destroyed so nobody Except can one yeah nobody can can gain their power back and 
it's all about if you've earned it. I, I don't know. Yeah, that, what are they going to do now? Is just because Wakanda's fucked. They don't have any more. I think Black they repl- they replanted that, didn't they? They're going to be a, a representational democracy from now on. But no. nobody, get, no, no powers. <laughs> Well, I mean, he still I guess, has them, but he's guess he's going to be the last Black Panther. That's kind of yeah. He is not everyone can have these abilities, I guess, and it's it makes him the only hero king, I suppose. That's a problem. Mm. Do you guys know that the guy who played young T'Chaka is the son of the guy who played old T'Chaka? Come on, Rick. Yeah. Did you read the trivia? And. uh the guy who plays young Forrest Whitaker is named Denzel Whitaker, but he's unrelated and he's been written to Denzel Washington or oh, Forrest yeah. Whitaker. He's been misreported as uh, Forrest Whitaker's son because they have the same last name. <laughs> These are all trivia. This is some IMDb trivia. Does right he now. also have a lazy eye? No, it's not IMDb trivia because it's actually true and been fact checked. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, guys, I want to talk about bad CGI. Can I? Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Why? Which part? The whole movie has pretty poor CGI. I would say opinion. most of the movie outside of the car chase, but definitely the last one, last battle. Yeah, the, the car chase looks really cool. And I, and I guess maybe it's really stylized because it's got this weird kinetic so suit. He, that He changes that, suits, right? Like but in the weird Civil War, it's more tactile. Absorption now it's like, yeah. stuff, that stuff is really cartoony and, and kind of... I guess it doesn't help that his re- costume is black. Yeah. It doesn't look great. It doesn't show it's up well. CGI. And I'll be honest... Maybe it was the screening I went to. I couldn't see shit for a lot of this movie. Almost suicidally underlit some of these shots. Did you see in 3D? No. No. And I, I, I don't know why cinemas do this now. Maybe it's to save on power costs. But I, I think maybe that mean might be more of an issue. Because, like, yeah, a lot of theaters now just don't have proper projection so or yeah, lighting. I don't know if directors don't know this and they don't they don't know how dim the projectors have gotten over the years. Just as maybe a cost-cutting measure, who the fuck knows? Some of the scenes in this, particularly the opening ambush on these jeeps in the jungle, that looked kind of fake. That looked like shit, and it looked it was incomprehensible to me because it looked really? like just chunky, black, blocky crap happening. And I don't understand why two hundred fifty million dollar movies, when you've spent all of your marketing, we're looking at. Three or four hundred million dollars for these things, you know. Three years in the in the planning and shooting stages, a lot riding on these, and I don't understand. In my opinion, whenever one of one of these films comes out, it should be the best visual effects that have ever been put to film. And with every successive film that comes out, the visual effects, in theory, should be better and better and better. But that's not the case. Like these films come out and they look instantly dated. Like, I think the visual effects in Black Panther are not going to hold up. They're going to look only worse with time. And they already look kind of poor. And when you have a movie like Ex Machina that won Best Visual Effects at the Oscars, I think has maybe a $20 million budget. Yeah, but it's also far less ambitious uh, visually. Uh, It's very ambitious uh, as a film. But I think it's not an apt comparison, right? I know there are probably... Probably a X-Mac tenth of the effect shots as there are X-Mac in one of these films. Also, didn't have a release date before they had a script, right? There weren't like there weren't there weren't corporations to relying me, on its success. I don't think there's any excuse if you're spending the amount of money you're also, spending how on many, these. How, how many twenty million dollar movies have horrible special effects and you've never seen them? I, That's true, I, but if I, you I can't com- get, you can't compare the mediocre with the best of something else. But if you can get to that level with spending 
as little as you did, I think that these movies should be spending their money more wisely or they can get a better looking film out. Like when you see Planet of the Apes, which don't Scott, Scott like the Apes films don't cost as much as Marvel just films. Just because something and, is better doesn't mean that <laughs> no, but everything has to live up to that standard. If we're talking about the number of effect shots in the movie, I think the Apes movies probably beat the Marvel films and they're they're photorealistic. Yeah, but now, they, this is a, it's a comic book movie. Those I know. Apes aren't flying or jumping on cars or doing Yeah, they are. They're flying on tanks. It's not and the in same. helicopters. Yeah, the final helicopters, man. What the hell are you talking about? Have you seen the Apes films? To be fair, though, the, I mean they're not doing as much as like Iron Man or Black Panther. I I don't I I I agree that like the Planet of the Apes films are doing better CGI wise, but at no point in watching this film did I ever think, and until even now, as you're sitting here talking about the poor CGI. I I do not I I never noticed that and it, like I didn't I, I it wasn't dim in my screening like I I think it looked fine. Well, fucking whoop de do, yeah. I got to come over to the North Shore and watch it I, uh, in the Esplanade. I largely agree about this the the, the, the the some of the visual effects and how it should have been better for this kind of movie, but I'm I also don't think it, it didn't it doesn't matter. Like I'm not railing against it just because the other movies had it differently. There you know, you judge each movie about as on its own thing. And yeah, it, it it should have been better because like they have more money than God, and they know these movies are going to be successful if they execute it properly. But um, they put their effort into the things that really matter, and why these films are successful. Character, right? We care about these characters. We want to see them. even in the bad movies. We care about these characters. They're a lot. They're you know they 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 spend their money on casting. Like I, if this movie, I would gladly take even worse CGI for. Like this incredible cast, right? Well, that- maybe I, I would, I would prefer just don't even rely on CGI. Like, wh- why can't we just have some more grounded action sequences that don't rely on complete suspension of disbelief? Like, nothing has any weight. These are just Play-Doh characters. They look like little putties flying through the air. The shot of the car, the, 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 I think that's the really iconic, exaggeration now. No, but the iconic Black Panther shots in all the trailers of the big old sonic boom going and the SUV flying and him flipping over top and landing on the on, bridge. Yeah, I mean, that looks badass, but it has no weight to it. And it, it is might as well be a video game cutscene. I mean, it, it looks that, like that you're part playing is for the trailer, right? Like she even says show off when he does it. Yeah. That's the studio show. They probably out. filmed that scene first so that they could have the trailer cut. Oh, those except. That's, that's yeah, they pre vis all that stuff even like before they had a script. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. So, I mean, I, I would have liked... If, if you're a Marvel actor and you're coming in on these things, you're probably pretty shocked how little you have to do in the action scenes. Like Iron Man... Robert Downey Jr., he doesn't even fucking wear a suit anymore. Yeah. He just wears some, like, it's all CGI suit, and he might wear, like, a shoulder oh, no. piece even- and, a, and a helmet, maybe a, just the back of the helmet head, and like in- just for some lighting reference, right? Like, basically nothing. Like in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming and Iron Man 3, he's in the movie, he's not even physically in the suit anymore, yeah. right? He's, like, remote controlling yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I just wish we had more hand-to-hand, more realistic fights, there was if a was, lot of hand-to-hand fighting in this movie. But, I mean, I'll, I'm sure a lot of it was just CGI Play-Doh dudes. Because there's a lot of camera, like, 
They love parallax, right? Like I mean, there was fights around and they were the shirtless and fighting on the waterfalls. That's pretty badass. Yeah. I mean, R- Michael B. Jordan, he slowly takes his shirt off and the How reveal old? of all those little pebbles. How good was his wardrobe? His, his like de- hair <laughs> and like those jeans and the jacket in the first scene. Yeah, his hair was really cool. I his don't swagger. I don't give a fuck about T'Challa at all because Killmonger is so badass. I mean, did you really care about Batman on the Dark Knight with the Joker? Well, Eric Killmonger, I want to watch your solo film. T'Challa, you're boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe if Michael B. Jordan had played T'Challa. No, because that the character, like that's such a meaty character. If he was a dick, it would have been would have been cooler. My pet peeve with all these movies is when you cut to credits. So at the very end of this movie, we're starting up a Wakandan foundation south central or in oakland it's it's this outreach program it's really cool disney should do this instead of wakanda they have probably more money than wakanda has what was your pet peeve but my pet peeve is when you have the film end on the character about to say their name so it's who are you and then you get the push in on the character and right they're open their mouth and they're about to say the name of the movie you just watched directed by Ryan Coogler so it'd be like Iron Man or fucking Hulk or whatever the movie you just watched they're about to say their their cool superhero name uh, <clears throat> yeah well in Iron Man at least they had the song like so you kind of hear him say it right yeah it's clever i think even the fantastic 4 Oh yeah! Reboot did this is exact same thing. Speaking with of Michael, B. Michael B. Jordan, yeah, this is like you like this as much as uh, when the team assembles. Yeah, at the end of a pilot, right? It's yeah. it's it's cheesy, man. But the final stinger I didn't get, and I mean, at I'm the getting UN? with Bucky. I'm I'm, oh. getting, I'm getting increasingly frustrated with these stingers. They they mean less and less. Yeah, we every just so stop. Th- at, they at, are pr- pretty much useless at this point. Can yeah. we call at it a end, day? At the end of Civil War, he freezes himself because he's not sure because he he doesn't know what the trigger words are, so he could be unleashed. And so he says, "Well, the safest thing is to refreeze me." So they refreeze him in Wakanda. And I guess in this movie, they're just establishing that um, Shuri the Q. She's so talented, and she uses Wakanda technology to free him of that programming as the Winter Soldier. Yeah, because I, I pretty much forgot where we had left the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I sh- probably maybe should have watched. That's Civil, really, is that Civil a War? fault of the movie like or the your own? One, isn't no, it? no, I should have watched Civil War. That thing is unwieldy in two hours and thirty six minutes of of people fighting at an empty uh, airport of insanity. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. But uh, Black Panther. Rick, what is your score? You seem to love this thing. Yeah. I, I mean, it's me, it's like the best one of these movies. It's the best Marvel movie? I honestly I I'm I dis, I I'm, I don't love Marvel movies as much as most people do. I think a lot of them are fairly weak or they just play up the same formula thing. And this one does too many ways, but it's so refreshing in so many other things, you know. I think I'd have to give this like, you know, an 8 8.5. Oh man. It's it's just like it's even its flaws are somehow endearing because they just it's just like seeing other people represent seeing other stories that still harken back to I mean you know it's the it's the comedians it's just like Izzy and Zarya so it's like this is how white people must feel all the time like Wonder yeah. Woman like yeah. you know women got to like this is how much white guys must feel about every movie they see right and like obviously I'm not African but it's it's still really great to see other people's stories aren't we all African. Technically, after this weekend, yes. Yeah. 
Red, maybe not, maybe not you because you didn't like his movies that much. <laughs> Red, what what is your score? Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what I put onto Wonder Woman because I'm I, I really think that's uh, uh, a strong comparison for me. So, and I think that I gave that an eight. Sounds good. Sounds good. So uh, yeah, and that feels really comfortable for this. Um, I I'm I I don't agree with you guys in the. Uh, I'm not saying that it's not poor CGI, but like as as a I, yeah, I, I don't think it mattered. Like yeah, it it's didn't. Fine. Uh, it didn't. That didn't detract from it for me at all. And uh, I had a lot of fun watching this. Uh, so yeah, strong film. Eight out of ten. You know, I think maybe this the action and CGI look worse because the production design and the cinematography and everything was so good that contrasted with that, it just didn't meet those those visuals, right? Yeah, I it, it didn't wasn't a deal breaker for me. Like, if this movie does not win uh, many awards for costuming, like it's I have... the, yeah, that shit's awesome. Um, I'm giving this a seven and a half. I think that's fair. That's well, pretty well, high well, for considering the criticism. Well, what would you give it if you weren't racist? <laughs> yeah. If I wasn't racist, giving it a seven and a half. I mean, I don't want to look at this movie any outside of anything other than just the movie itself. We're colorblind here at the Vertical View. It's nice podcast. that you, you privileged people can do that <laughs> when people, us people of color cannot. Cannot. Everyone likes to remind us that we're not white all the time. You're not white, Rick? <laughs> I think that might be apparent, right? Yeah, I, I, I said I'm colorblind. I try to put the movie just on its own and without context or any... As, as much as you can, view it in a bottle. I mean, I know that's not possible really in any context to do. Well, you just spend like 30 minutes talking about the Marvel formula. Yeah, no, you're yeah. Too, right. You're tired of it. You, you, you try your best, right? And I, I think seven and a half is fine. I, I, it, it's not moving any mountains for me. And that's probably because at the end of the day, this is a Disney movie made by a giant corporation. Yeah, but made a- to sell made to sell toys. Yeah. Right. We're, we're totally shills. What Marvel movies do you think are better than this one? Well, I mean, that, that's that's a whole other podcast. I, I, I don't want to take anything away from this movie and what it means, but at the end of the day, these are just comic book Disney movies that are giant engineered products. Nice way to avoid ask, answering the question. <laughs> but my favorite, my favorite Marvel movie, MCU Marvel movie, Spider Man was pretty good. Is 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 probably Homecoming. Doctor Strange or Ant Man? Okay, because. These are all maybe these are all ones that feel at least more the most different. Yeah, Tilda and, Swinton and, is super Asian. And Black right? Black Panthers yeah. Black Panthers among my favorites, I will say, because the key to these movies is to make them not feel like comic book movies, but at heart they still adhere to the tradition and the spirit of comic book. Like the first Iron Man's the best example of this. It's it's a comic book movie hidden in. Talk about data. There's like references to MySpace and yeah, it is. It the, is all the ACD. But it took songs. a it took a long time for movies to become comfortable with being a comic book movie. And the X Men films, they were so afraid of anything comic book. Like they would wear black leather motorcycle outfits and shit. Like they were so afraid of the aesthetic or even the stigma of comic books. They would joke about yellow spandex. Yeah, right. It was it was a punchline. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable lumping this with uh, like Doctor Strange and Spider-Man: Homecoming and uh, Ant-Man because they're they feel a little more unique than the regular Marvel movies. But at the same time, what makes Black Panther so great is 
the way it fully re- builds and real this whole realized wor- world in Africa within the whole super Mar- superhero Marvel thing. I think it's just so refreshing. There's nothing like it. Well, yeah, and and I'm anxious to see where this goes because now the Marvel universe is not just like white people in America. Now, these movies will be all over the world. You can have superheroes of any color now, hopefully. Except, except Asian. Except Iron, Asian. Iron Fist. Wait. Yeah. Or the or Man- Doctor Strange. The, Mand- oh, Doc- the Mandarin, oh. I think, is probably your best bet as far as like a very respectful Asian character. Played what, by a... Like ben, a, a brown British Ben guy? Kingsley, maybe in a, in yellow face, I, I think, would be good, right? Is that how you do it? Or no, is it... Uh, you, you posted on Thor's wall a few weeks ago. <laughs> it was the... Uh, oh, Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah, yeah. With uh, goddamn Mickey Rooney Mickey playing Rooney. a Japanese landlord. What the fuck is that? You know, they're, they're more wh- they're more white people who have won Oscars for playing Asian characters than Asian characters ever nominated. Yeah, see, that's the next frontier to me. Because yeah. they, when they say people of color in America, that only means black and black Latinos. people, yeah. right? And yeah, maybe Latinos, but mostly black. Forget and- about uh, Asian people because they're they they kind of do better than other people of color. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other fallacy that? about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fallacy, but also the the whole idea of why model minority and things like that's just can be just as just destructive right yeah yeah, yeah. oh it's definitely that's like get v- out like yeah toxic like positive stereotypes yeah. yeah I mean there's 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 a whole bunch of other podcasts here guys um that's our review of Black Panther it's in theaters now if you see the movie or you don't see the movie you probably have seen it by now though and if you if you're not you're racist yeah exactly. There's a lot of ways you can be racist right now. Listen, it's really easy. Rick's our resident expert here. Yeah. So. He'll just tell you. He's like, a, just ring a bell every time. Uh, yeah. Email us verticalviewing at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of Black Panther. Next week on the show is Annihilation. And Area X is expanding. Red and I have a challenge, I guess. We have to figure out who's going to this. Should we do it on the air? Should we do it right now? Screening. Oh, my God. I, I don't think I can handle the pressure of that. Oh, my God. This is a big one. I'm hoping to get an invite anyway. Um, and we're seeing Red Sparrow, I believe. So we're going to let you know if that's good. Hmm. Uh, AKA Black Widow. Yeah. That's the Black Widow movie that we're not getting. See, there's some Marvel is kind of dropping the ball here and there. And then they course correct. I'm looking forward to here and there. Marvel. Yeah. Um, next week, Annihilation. Rick, where can we find you on the internet? You can find my non-white ramblings over at rickchung.com and yvrk.com. <laughs> and also, if you don't go, you're racist. Yeah, right. this is, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Rick Chung. This is the most racially charged VVP of all time. No, no, you guys are pretty pretty, pretty woke white guys, but you know, I gotta, gotta keep it real, otherwise... You know what? I will I will tell you, the, the only guests we've ever had on this show are, are Asian people, so Diana Bang and you. I guess we've had Dan, he's not Asian. Heyman? He didn't look. Yeah. But no. I mean, all of our featured guests were doing good, I think. That's 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 like, I can't be racist because I have black friends. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It's like, that's not how racism works. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. It's like when you say, like, I'm not racist, but... Yeah. You're right. saying about to say something racist. It's yeah. not going to be good. At Scott Wilson BC, at Jared underscore Sergeant, I think, right? That's the one. 
at Vertical Viewing on Twitter. Do you know what people should do if they like our show? Well, you can go to Patreon.com. That's it. Slash Vertical Viewing. There's all sorts of goodies there. There's even a freebie. What's that? Which is our commentary of knowing. Knowing? That's awesome. Starring Nicolas Cage. We make it better. It's a, it's It's amazing. It's amazing. Alex Proyas has crafted a whole cinematic universe that probably rivals the one created by Marvel. We figured it out, folks. Maybe exceeds, yeah. Check out Knowing. Syncs up with the Netflix version. Uh, but we also have tiers on there. One, two, or three dollars per month. There you can sign up and uh, request films. Yeah, if you pay the uh, the top tiers, yeah. you get to order us around. Yeah, we're reviewing the Guns of Navarone. Thank you to Chris. We're going to review Apocalypto. Thank you to Edward. It's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to Apocalypto because it's ridiculous and it's insane. And it can only be made by an insane person named Mel Gibson. Speaking of racism. Yeah. Speaking of violence. (laughs) Yeah. Anti-Semitism. Yeah. So that's going to be awesome. There's also reviews (laughs) of Dune and there's reviews of Snowpiercer. See, we're we're not racist. We reviewed Snowpiercer. That's proof right there. Bong Joon-ho is a pimp. <laughs> you can also go to verticalviewing.com, click on the donate button. Uh, you can offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show, slicing off internet pie for your ear every week. We appreciate any and everything that you can do. Uh, you can go to iTunes. You can Don't go to Stitcher. Go no, to uninstall that. Tune in radio. Go anywhere else. Google Play. And like, thumbs up. Leave us a five-star review. Subscribe, if share. You yeah. Tell us your grilled cheese recipe on iTunes. Emmental, Gruyere, what's in there? What are your final thoughts? The only vertical thing I could think of was uh, that waterfall scene. What do you guys think of that? Everyone, Chuchala. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of actually dope, right? I don't know how to make that. Keep it vertical. Vertical.